even if you plan to drill every single location and every single reservoir on your acreage position, you still have substantial impact on your net present value by drilling your best wells first. Hello, my name is Andrew Gary and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. I am joined by David Skolman, guest editor of the special section on the Permian Basin in the March 2018 issue of The Leading Edge. The Permian Basin contains many of the most actively pursued unconventional plays in the world. The basin produced a record 815 million barrels of oil last year, 97 years after its first discovery. This episode highlights the recent seismic-based work in this rich basin. David Skolman is the owner of Skolman Exploration Services, LLC in Lakewood, Colorado. He has over 35 years' experience in domestic and international oil and natural gas exploration and development. Before beginning his consulting business, Mr. Skolman worked for a variety of oil and gas firms, including the Superior Oil Company, Mobile Oil Company, PG&E Resources, and Ocean Energy. David discusses the Permian Basin next. I was wondering if you could just give the listeners a geographic and geophysical tour of the Permian Basin to start. Sure. We're in far west Texas, continental United States. The section here is dominated by Paleozoic sedimentation from the Ordovician up through the Permian. It's um, one of the older basins for production in the United States and has experienced a resurgence and become one of the preeminent unconventional reservoir locations in the country. Why has this resurgence happened for the Permian Basin? Well, there's a few reasons. The, The main one is probably that there are multiple stacked unconventional reservoirs out here. So we, with good quality seismic, need to try to evaluate uh, multiple events in order to understand which reservoirs to develop first and how to develop those and complete those reservoirs. That critical to, to maximizing the net present value of an acreage position is knowing what to do when. Um, when you add to that, especially in the Midland Basin, very good size quality seismic data that lets you get in and understand these reservoirs. The reservoirs are compatible in thickness to seismic resolution, and they're relatively simple and slowly spatially varying, which gives the seismic a good chance of telling you where the the geobodies are and where the reservoir properties change. Yeah, it was fascinating for me just to learn about the history of of this area and and how long it's been producing uh, and how well it's been producing for so long. Well, in somewhere in the mid-19-teens, famous oil man said he'd drink all the oil they found in the Permian Basin. It, you know, it had a, a very uneventful start and has since lived through rejuvenation after rejuvenation. And this is another of a continuing cycle of finding more and more ways to get oil and gas out of the Permian Basin. I, I had one investment banker claim that wanted to know how we as geoscientists could have missed all of this oil over the years, over the decades. And I told him, we didn't miss it. We knew it was there, but we needed the new technologies to know how to get it out of the ground. It's hard for people to understand how you could be, you know, the, the basin is virtually, has been producing for virtually a hundred years 
and is currently now producing at record levels. That's, that's stunning, given the, the tens of thousands of people and the decades that folks have spent in this basin trying to unlock its secrets. There's a consistent thread of using multidisciplinary knowledge in these papers. What makes the Permian Basin particularly suited for this scientific approach? The value comes in in that there are the rock information contains a calibration to the petrophysics that maybe will take it past the traditional petrophysical assumptions. Once the traditional petrophysics is then updated, uh, we can better calibrate the seismic data and extrapolate away from the well control to take the, the critical reservoir parameters like lithology and create spatial bodies, geobodies, to understand the reservoir components. You know, I'm not a geophysicist, so it, it's not surprising that I had difficulty comprehending, comprehending some of this special section. But would most geophysicists have an understanding of the content of these papers? They should have a general understanding. It's what most of us do, trying to calibrate the seismic response with well control in order to better understand what the reflections mean in terms of structure, stratigraphy, rock mechanics, parameters like that. So it's something we're used to doing. These papers all do an exceptional job of really taking that that workflow to task, really, really trying to get more accurate data from the, from the seismic. And the majority of them do that by actually starting with the rock. So when you look at critical reservoir parameters, which are really the, the geomechanics, the brittleness of the rock, and the sweetest spot in the reservoirs, the proxies for those tend to be rock mechanics and, and porosity. And the best proxy for those elements is lithology. Seismic does a very good job of being able to calibrate lithology at a vertical wellbore and extrapolate that away from the wellbore into the, uh, the seismically defined domains. Moving into the specific papers in the special section, how does Winter et al. approach building their petrophysical model? They start with the rock. So they go back to cuttings and core samples to get after mineralogy, lithologies. That gives them a much better shot at understanding the real brittleness of the rock. They'll add rock-derived organic content analysis, stratigraphic facies analysis, textural information and, and the porosity, the geometries of the pore throats to get a much more accurate petrophysical analysis from the log data. Once that's done, they end up, they use, then use that better analysis and significantly calibrate the, the seismic inversion results better than might traditionally be done if you had just started with the, the petrophysical data. So the rock data was key to calibrating the logs, which became a key to improving the inversion of the seismic data. Seismic has, has come up a lot already in this conversation. What happened when Bashor and Grant incorporated seismic-based information into their analysis? Well, the easy answer is their numbers got more accurate. Their main goal of their paper was to try to get at the production prediction from a well. How, what is its cumulative production going to be? And when they calibrated the seismic using the log data, they were able to get substantially more accurate numbers for those production predictions than they were getting from just the well data 
alone. And that's critical. That's a, a competitive advantage. An operator needs to have the most accurate valuation of their properties to make sure that they're maximizing assets value and to avoid mistakes or value left on the table if they're in acquisition or divestiture decisions. You know, jumping in, into the final paper there, Singleton discusses how geophysics is starting to take a more prominent role in unconventional production strategies. Why is geophysics beginning to, to take a more prominent role? Well, it's the best medium to try to bring all of the data, the rock and the, the petrophysical analysis into one volume and be able to look at these reservoirs spatially. That gives us a much better understanding of where the reservoirs are, where the, the best parts of the reservoirs are, lets us design well locations and completion procedures uh, much more specific based on responses happening where we're going to drill versus trying to just guess based on the surrounding wells. How does Singleton discuss the importance of using seismic data in his workflow? Well, he mentions that it's from the seismic, we can get an accurate determination of structure and stratigraphy, the lithology terms, and those lead to geomechanical properties, porosity, lithology, that are critical in designing these well locations and understanding completions. The seismic lets us, lets us extrapolate to where we're drilling and therefore much better understand what we expect to encounter when we drill our horizontal wells. He also then takes that to the level of using his geomechanical model to allow the engineers a better frac model when they're designing the completion of these wells, so much more accurate information where they're actually going to be drilling in the fracking as well. How do these papers address the economic situation the oil and gas industry finds itself right now? There's a couple different levels to this. The first is maximizing that net present value. If, if, even if you plan to drill every single location and every single reservoir on your acreage position, you still have substantial impact on your net present value by drilling your best wells first and then also completing them most optimally. The seismic gives you that, that look into where the best parts of the reservoirs might be it also gives you a normalization against continually varying completion procedures to try to get a sense of where your best rock is and where the value is in your acreage positions. What, what did you yourself learn from reading these articles? There's, there's no longer people working in their individual offices doing geology, doing geophysics, and doing engineering. Seismic has created this environment where all of the disciplines sit around the table looking at the volume of their reservoir, making the geologic decisions and interpretations, and then making the drilling decisions and the completion decisions, all using the seismic as a framework. And that the more you can integrate that with the actual rock data, not just the log data, but the actual rock data, looking at fabrics, looking at porosity types, clay types, looking at organic analysis, the better that analysis goes into the seismic calibration, the better the result you have when you're trying to make these drilling and completion decisions. What was one thing that surprised you in these papers? The, the level of that integration. To think about taking this type of analysis from scanning electron microscopes, you know, from the, the smallest parts of the reservoir that we can visualize up 
and scaling that up into the logs where we're dealing with tens of feet and then scale that into the seismic in the hundreds of feet and be able to see a path where that those X-ray diffraction numbers, those scanning electron microscope analysis, can actually impact the interpretation of the seismic was fascinating to see that, that we can scale up and, and actually gain benefit from that scaling up of that data. What do you hope readers of this special section take away? Well, Permian Basin is, right now is the hottest unconventional plays in the country. These papers show that geophysics, through the, the understanding of the changes in lithology and mineralogy, has a, an important part in developing that asset. The geophysics is still a very viable technology to be using to maximize the net present value out of these assets. Dave, I appreciate your time on this and appreciate your time editing this special section. Thanks. My pleasure, Andrew. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the show notes and links to the articles. Subscribers can read the full articles in the SEG Digital Library. For those not currently subscribed, abstracts are always free. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps others find the show. Subscribe to Seismic Sound Off on the podcast app of your choice to receive the latest episodes first. Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki the place to find hundreds of biographies of influential geoscientists, open access tutorials, and ongoing translations of SEG's best-selling book, Robert Sherr's Encyclopedic Dictionary. Type wiki.seg.org into your browser to visit the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was produced by Isaac Farley and hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. Thank you to Steve Brown for his assistance. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.